0: Another swing and a miss by Sonny Hostin. I find myself patiently waiting for Sonny Hostin to get one thing right—just get one thing right. I disagree with Jamel Hill 99.9% of the time, but over the years, there's been a time or two where I found myself actually agreeing with Jamel Hill on something. Sonny Hostin. Sonny Hostin is residing in the Joy Reid category, someone I never agree with. But at least Sonny has two things going for her. I don't think she is evil and she's a hell of a lot better to look at. We often discuss television ratings here on the channel. When talking about TV ratings, I can usually figure out why something is a success or why someone or something is a huge embarrassing failure. For example, the NFL. We all know why the NFL draws big ratings. I can explain why a show like Yellowstone is the number one show on cable. I can explain why the NHL, the NBA, struggle to draw ratings during the regular season. I know the variety of reasons that CNN is consistently dead last amongst the three mainstream cable news networks. It's rare that I come across a show where I am completely baffled at their successor failure. The view is one of those shows. I do not understand the appeal to this show. I cannot explain why The View is the number 1 daytime talk show on television. It doesn't make any sense. There is absolutely nothing appealing. There is nothing entertaining about this show. What is so entertaining about watching four clueless yentas debate politics with a whoopee cushion? You know who is entertained by a whoopee cushion? My five-year-old nephew. As a 38-year-old grown man, I am not entertained by the sounds of fake flatulence. Now, I know the view is geared towards women. I realize it's not a show catering to dudes, but seriously, ladies, what the hell do you find to be so appealing about this garbage? If I wanted to watch women argue and fight, I would watch Love and Hip Hop. At least those ladies are entertaining. If I wanted to listen to clueless people to discuss political issues they know nothing about, i just turn on ESPN. ESPN features a diverse group of women who know nothing about politics and know even less about sports. As you guys know, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. This used to be a day of celebration, a day set aside to celebrate the life, the achievements of Martin Luther King. But over the last couple of years the deplorables have seized the opportunity to use Martin Luther King to further the divide in this country. When you think about Martin Luther King, most people think of the I Have a Dream speech, judging someone by the content of their character instead of the color of their skin. Maybe you think of the March on Selma or the Christian faith. If you were alive during the 1960s, maybe you think of an era where, where the country was completely segregated We were at my parents' house for dinner the other night. My dad, he was a junior, maybe a senior in high school when the federal government implemented desegregation. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but my girlfriend's daughter, she mentioned something. My dad started telling her about life in the 1960s, the separate bathrooms, how black people were not allowed in white restaurants. As he was telling her all this, she was completely dumbfounded. She had no clue that's how life was back then here in America. Even someone like me, born in the 1980s, I can't imagine a society with black and white restrooms. Hell, we have progressed or regressed so far all these years later. They are now wanting to get rid of men and women's restrooms. Let's all hold hands and use the bathroom together. All genders and species are welcome in the genderless bathroom. Men holding hands with young women. Megan Rapinoe holding the handle of the non-binary shovel. Martin Luther King, he changed all of that. There are so many positive things to celebrate with the legacy of Martin Luther King, but for some reason... Every year in January, the shit fucks like to focus on the aspects they know will divide us. The legacy of Martin Luther King was the lead topic on The View yesterday morning. Sunday, 24 hours prior, the New York Times published an op-ed by some dude named Esau McCauley. There is no need for you to read the article because Sonny Hostin essentially repeated it verbatim yesterday on The View. We used to call this plagiarism. But when someone like Joe Biden or Sonny Hostin rips off someone else's work, the media likes to call it brilliance. Yesterday morning on The View, Sonny Hostin, she lectured the audience on what we're overlooking with Martin Luther King's legacy. She wanted you to know there's something really, really important being overlooked here. We should not remember I have a dream. We shouldn't remember judging someone by the content of their character. No, no, no! As an evil white man, born 20 years after the Civil Rights era and over 100 years after slavery was abolished, Sonny Hostin informed me that I owe her something. Watch for yourself. I think the biggest problem with uh, Martin Luther King. Jr.'s legacy is that people misinterpret his legacy. They misinterpret what he was asking for. He was uh, the FBI's most hated person uh, in America. And a 17,000-page FBI file was put together at the time of his death. And so while we always hear this, I want my little girls and boys to be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. That's all you ever hear anyone saying, but he was a radical. He was deeply invested in economic equality and he was deeply invested in making sure that black people got reparations and that there was wealth distribution, redistribution. Now, to be honest with you, I was actually pleasantly surprised with Sonny Hoston's delivery here. She delivered this message in a way where you almost don't want to tell her how completely wrong she is because she was so humble, so soft-spoken. Normally, Sonny Hostin is loud and in your face. Maybe she was a bit monotone here because she was reading her script from the New York Times. Either way, it doesn't matter because the sentiment was absolute bullshit. Number one, this country owes you three things. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That is it. The rest is up to you. I don't owe you reparations because of something that possibly happened to your great-great-great-grandfather. Almost 200 years ago. And I say possibly happened because unless you've tracked down your family heritage, you don't know if you're a descendant of slaves. If you really want reparations, you should not be seeking them from America. If you're seeking reparations, why don't you look to the people responsible for selling the slaves? Now, of course, the media, they don't want to talk about that. Black-on-black crime is now a forbidden topic in the mainstream media they view that as a victimless crime. According to the mainstream media, the only time a black person can be a victim is if the perpetrator is white. But let's talk about reparations for a second. Let's have a serious talk about reparations. Sonny Hostin, she is referring to the final sermon of Martin Luther King. Now, in that sermon, he was talking about the wage gap in the 1960s between black and white families. Back then, during the 60s, income for white families was 40% higher than black families. Fast forward 20 years later, after the implementation of the Great Society, after the implementation of numerous government programs, the War on Poverty, Government Welfare, all programs meant to eliminate poverty in the black community. Fast forward 20 years later, you would think the wage gap was decreased, right? (laughs) Wrong! it actually increased by four to five percent. Why? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps it was due to the fact that all these government programs, or what you might call reparations, were designed to motivate people not to work, not to do a damn thing. It's kind of hard to build generational wealth when your only source of income is sitting in the mailbox on the first of the month. During his sermon, Martin Luther King talked about the government building land-grant colleges to teach white people how to farm. Back then, this was actually a fair complaint. Schools were segregated from elementary to high school. It was damn near impossible for black kids to further their education in college. Now, is the situation the same in 2023? No. No. There are thousands upon thousands of scholarships available for minority students. Scholarships for kids growing up in single-parent homes. Scholarships for kids with incarcerated parents. Hell, I found numerous scholarships where only black students were qualified. Is that not a form of reparations? Not to people like Sonny Hostin, not to the dumbasses who are running San Francisco, The form of reparations they are talking about is purely financial. They want free money. The city of San Francisco wants to give $5 million to every long-term black resident. If you're a black man living in San Francisco, do not get your hopes up. This is nothing but a virtue signal. This will never happen. But let's assume for a second that it did. Let's assume for a second. Every black person in San Francisco, hell, every black person in America, was given $5 million in reparations. What do you think would happen? I'll tell you what I think would happen. The ones that are driven and motivated would put the money to good use. They would invest. They would start businesses. But the thing is, the people driven and motivated, they are already working on ways to earn $5 million. They don't want a handout. If someone gave me $5 million today, you know what I would do with it? I would pay off the rest of my mortgage, put the rest in the bank or investments. I would still be on this YouTube channel twice every day. I'm not going to stop working just because I have an extra 5 million in the bank. I'm going to turn that 5 into 10 million. If you gave every black person 5 million dollars. Hell, if you gave every American, no matter the race, 5 million dollars, most would be bankrupt within 5 years. Why? Because money doesn't change who you are. If you were lazy and broke before, the money is not changing your work ethic. It's not changing your character. It's not changing your spending habits. If anything, the money only makes you worse. Free money is not the solution to the wage gap in America. Reparations will not fix the problems in the black community. There is one glaring problem the mainstream media refuses to address billions of dollars spent every year fighting poverty. Yet, this problem is more prevalent today than it was when the war on poverty began in the 1960s. Matter of fact, these reparation-like government programs magnified this problem, made this problem explode. Back in the 1960s, before the government fucked everything up, 22% of black children grew up without a father. Today, Today, that number closer to 75%. Asian-Americans earn more money than any other race in America. You know how many Asian children grow up without a father? 15%. White people, second highest income earners. Why? Because only 24% of white children grow up without a father. If you're a black man in America and you want to see your people prosper, there's a simple solution to your problem raise your kids. No amount of reparations, no amount of free education or government welfare will repair the damage of an absentee father. Growing up, my dad always told me, he beat this into my head. He always said, never rely on a job for your income. Always have multiple streams of income coming in. Never be 100% reliant on a company to feed your family. Now, had he not driven that message home I would probably still be miserable working a job that I hate. That lesson, along with thousands of others, it wasn't taught to me by the government. I didn't learn that in school or in college. I learned it at home from my dad. But anyway, give me your thoughts. Sonny Hostin claims Martin Luther King Day should be all about reparations. All my women out there, solve this mystery for us. Please explain to me why the view is so appealing to women. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys later.